Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Venture Property Podcast, and thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate the fact that you take the time out of your busy days to listen to this podcast and listen to me chatting to some really cool property people. Today, we are sponsored by Land Insight, as always, which I believe is the ultimate tool to find all the deals that you need. It's something that I use on an almost daily basis to find land, and I use it to find similar properties to do due diligence and work through my comps, etc., etc. I'm just going to take this next couple of seconds just to ask you if you're not subscribed to the podcast, why the hell not? We've got loads of really, really cool content that I believe that you can all benefit from. Today, I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to chat to this young man. He, uh, he's going to talk about a deal that illustrates what development is all about. And that man is Paul Higgs. How are you doing today, Paul? Hello, mate. Not bad. And uh, I wish I was a young man, I'll tell you. No, <laughs> you are. So why don't you tell the people who are listening about your favorite deal then that, that you've ever completed. So let's start with how you found it. Okay, so um, I'm going to, obviously I've, I've, you know, I've been in development a long, long time now, so I've, I've done a lot of deals over the years. But um I thought I'd, the one I'm going to use is um, not actually a, a deal that I did for myself. It's a, a deal I did for someone else. But um, I think it's a good example because it, it illustrates what development um, is really all about. Um, and, it is one of, and it is one of my favourites. And, and um, yeah, one, of, one of the reasons it's one of my favourites is there was literally massive, massive, massive competition for it. Um, and I still managed to get the deal done on, on very good terms. So... Um, the, and the deal is it's uh, GSK, so Jack Glaxo Smith Klein's um, old head office in Brentford. So that was a site um, that was on the market. So um, not something um, I personally usually get involved in, and not something that I recommend um, other people get involved in. Most people that sort of know me will know I talk a lot about only focusing on real off market deals. <clears throat> However, um, you know, if, if you are a big, big, big developer and you've got to build literally thousands and thousands of units every year, you can't afford to focus on just off-market mm -hmm. deals and you've, you've literally got to try to buy um, anything and everything you can within reason. So um, the GlaxoSmithKline GSK deal was um, a site that I bought for Barrett's. Some people, uh, if you don't already know me um you may may or may not know i used to be head land for barrett's the biggest developer in the country uh and then when i left them which was back in 2002 now i think um they asked me to carry on doing a bit of consultancy for them so it was after i'd officially left but i was still doing um buying a few sites for them and this site um came to the market so it was um in the estates gazette and property work uh, week it was a massive site bang on the open market um as i say not not something i usually you know would do for my myself but you know when you're you know big developers they've they've got to try to buy these big sites whatever the case and um so for people in 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 the southeast and particularly london they'll they'll probably know the site it's a, a big old listed building next to the elevated section on the m4 as you come out of london um Massive, massive site. It used to be Glaxo's old head office. Uh, they decided to move and they were going to um, build themselves a new head office for, with the funds raised. And, uh, 
and the site had massive, massive potential for lots of different things. So it could have been, uh, you know, it, it could have been offices, it could have been resi, it could have been industrial, it could have been retail park, it could have been literally, you know, it had so much potential um, and it was very well located. But there were, uh, and of course, it was nationally advertised. There was literally massive, massive competition for it. Um, I think there were 150 um, bids in the end. And, uh, you know, I eventually managed to buy it for Barrett's on very, very good terms. So, um, yeah, the reason uh, for me it was, it's perhaps one of my favourites is because um, there was massive competition and I managed to beat it all um, and still buy the site on very good terms, which is um, really what property development is all about. So what? So did you know the agent that was selling this, this plot of land then? Well, I wouldn't say I, I, I knew, knew them. I knew of them. It was Jones Lang LaSalle. So, um, you know, obviously one of the, the, well, one of the biggest agents in the world, actually. No. Um, so, yeah, so there was sort of no angle there. In, on, on, on deals like that, it's, um, you know, knowing, uh, on de- well, deals like that with clients like that, GSK, you know, knowing the agents doesn't really uh, help. Certainly wouldn't, it wouldn't hinder if you knew the agent and you had a bit of a relationship and they knew of you. But, um, you know, it's knowing, know, knowing the agents was not the sort of thing that's going to swing a deal like that, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned that you got these these really good terms. What what were those terms? Well, the the the, the bottom line. Perhaps to just jump jump back a a, a step. Hmm. So you know, the, what the development is all about, um, adding value and maximising land value. So obviously, GSK wanted to get the very best deal that they could in terms of the the overall number. But they also wanted to get um, the uh, the deal that was most deliverable and sustainable. I.e., it was actually going to happen. Yeah, and they were they were going to end up getting what they thought they were going to get. Um, and also because of uh, um, you know there was there was quite a lot of politics in, involved in the deal. So the the um, existing site was in the they were a massive massive employer, probably one of the most um, the biggest employers in the borough, the London Borough of Hounslow. Um, and they were moving and needed to get planning for their new site in the London Borough of Hounslow. So, you know, being seen to do the right thing with their site um, mm. was was also very important to them. So, you know, as with all deals, actually, it's really important to find out what it is that's really driving the landowners. Because, you know, although obviously they, they, they tend to always want top dollar, you know, sometimes it will be other things as well. So it's really important to establish what those other things are so you can tick as many boxes as possible. Hmm. Have you got any quick tips on on finding out that from the landowner? Yeah, well, the quickest t- tip is is, is to, to, to talk to them. So um, I've got, um, yeah, I think you probably know, I uh, as well as developing, um, which I've been doing for nearly 35 years now, I've run a bit of training here and there and I, I i i sort of teach that around the framework that i called the insider approach which i've effectively you know thought about and reverse engineered everything that i and the biggest developers in the country have done over the the past um you know 35 years in my experience <clears throat> and uh, the yes of insider is about securing the deal how do you secure the deal and 
got there's a little acronym for what you need to do um, for that. And the first part of the acronym is C for clarifying the owner's situation. So that's the answer to the question is, is talk to landowners, clarify their situation. So um, <clears throat> find out what's driving them. So the more you talk to them, the more they'll tell you, the more you'll, you'll hopefully come up with the, uh, the thing, whatever that might be, that, that could be the key to getting the deal done, as, as well as, of course, the financials. Because as I say, you know, often, often it's just that, but also very often it's other things as well. So, um, you know, talk to them, clarify their exact situation. Hmm. I, I completely agree. And speaking to many, many developers and some some successful ones exactly like yourself, and they all reiterate the the fact that finding out what the person is is actually wanting, what is driving that sale, is key to it, and that's the way to 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 unlock unlock that deal because it's not always just about money. There might be something else, and especially in my experience in land sales. Sometimes that's the biggest sale they're ever going to make in their life. It might have been passed down to them or they might own a business that's on that land and they never really, they're not developers, they never really realized they just bought it because they needed a place a place to put their office or et cetera, et cetera. So with this, with this plot then, this is, it's a big plot, how did you, it sounded like you were working with Barrett's so you knew it was going to be housing, but how did you, how did you know exactly what was going to be on the site in terms of density, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, well, this is, well, this is the thing, see. Uh, I, I, I didn't know it was going to be housing. I mean, obviously, obviously, Barrett's are residential developers, so um, they're going to want to um, provide a significant proportion of housing because that's what their business is all about. But um, the real key, um, key when anyone is looking at any site is to ask themselves the question, well, okay, look, well, two things, really. What is it that's driving the landowners? value is always going to be part of that and therefore what is it that's going to maximize the the value of this site and as i say there was you know there's a lot of com competition there was a lot of demand for all different types of uses so um even even me now you know on, on my own deals although i'm you know i'm a residential developer i do a bit of mixed use here and there every time i look at a site i i'm asking myself the question okay what is most suitable for this site what is the thing that's going to maximise the land value? And for me, even, you know, if it's not residential, well, yeah, there's no point in me going for residential. If it's a care home or a nursing home or commercial or whatever, if that's the thing that's going to maximise the value, then, of course, that's, that's the thing that's going to maximise the chances of getting the deal done. So that's what I'll go after. Um, and it's exactly the same here. So, um, you know, the, the real key, as I say, to develop development is, is, is about maximising land values. So... Um, I then literally went away and analysed all the different types of uses. So the scheme we actually ended up with was um, 755 residential units. Obviously, there was a mix of private and affordable. Now, what type of affordable housing you get um, uh, and, and, and the value you achieve for that is tends to be a, a real um, key driver, particularly on these bigger deals. Uh, we had uh, a, a load of office use, we had a hotel, we had a supermarket, we had a kid's nursery, we had a little bit of additional retail. So it's, it was basically a mixed, a big mixed use scheme, um, not just resi, because if I, two things really, if I'd just gone 100% resi, um, one, that wouldn't have ticked all the planning box, and two, in actual fact, it, it wouldn't have maximised the land value. So, um, you know, as always, the key is, 
thinking about you know what are the most valuable uses and there's two aspects to that obviously it's the the end value of them but it's also the cost of creating them um and of course what's what am i going to be able to do planning policy wise well i i'm literally jotting everything you are saying down even though i know i'm going to have this recorded just so i can uh, make sure i definitely take this in um so you found the site it was it was all done and dusted and you 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 got it and you you did the uh, the planning. What happened during the planning consultations then? Well, look, I mean, as always, it's it's <laughs> it's it's never easy and it's never quick. And I mean, you know, most people are here. I'm guessing, particularly if they're you know developers already or even on a smaller scale, will know that yeah, planning tends to be be difficult and. Um, you know, I've got to tell you now, if, if and when, you know, you do get involved in monster schemes, you know, obviously, you know, I think this one had, uh, as I said, over 700 units and getting on for um, 500,000 square feet of commercial space. Um, and it was very political as well. The big, bigger, if you think little deals are difficult, you wait till you start getting plaques, try and get planning on, on bigger monster deals where, you know, there, there's more objections, there's more issues to deal with, it's on everyone's radar. It's, it's just even more difficult, which means you need to be, you know, even more sort of clued up and, and skillful in terms of, um, you know, dealing with the issues that will arrive. So, um, you know, obviously that comes from experience. You know, I've got significant experience barracks have obviously got massive experience we've got an excellent professional team we've got the best of the best in terms of consultants but you know this and this is a key probably thing thing to know is even when you've got the the best of the best and and, and to be honest this is one of the reasons i like this bill so much is you know the the competition that are bidding for the site and as i say there was 150 of them and we still managed to win it on good terms They've all got the best of the best. And, you know, mm. this is like literally, you know, winning the premiership, basically. You're up against the best of the best. And and the ones that, that win those type of deals are the ones that are, as I say, literally the best at identifying and maximising land value and, the, and, and the negotiating, negotiating the deal, structuring the deal, negotiating and structuring the best terms for the deal. And then, of course, negotiating him. Um, the, the very best planning permission. So um, that's um, you know that that's 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 the the key to real good development. Basically, that is that is you know what development's all about. And the important thing to know about that is someone needs to be at the centre of that. In this case, it was me seeing the bigger picture, coming up with a plan, piecing it all together. And coordinating and managing the the whole deal, um, you know, even when you've got the best of the best in terms of consultants, you know, someone effectively needs to be the manager that that that, that makes it all happen. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I really, I really like that. So, what at what point in this deal did did your role end? Did you was you involved all the way to the very very end of the build process? No. So so. You know, the reason I, I got into land, so, you know, I, I started off as a small-time developer, like lots of people. I bought a house with a mate when we were 17 
did it up, made a few quid, did another one, did another one, got more, a bit more adventurous, bought a house and split it into flats. Uh, did our first little new build single house in 1988. And, and as, but as time went on and I sort of learned more as, as I went along, I came to realise that development was really all about, you know, and actually I studied construction management because I, I thought knowing all about building was, was what I needed to do in order to be a developer. So I got really good on construction stuff. But as time went on, I started to realise, blimey, it's not just about construction. It's really all about land and planning, which is why I went away and studied again to get a job in land with a big developer so yep. that I could get the experience that I needed in terms of you know structuring and doing big deals. And, and the reason I realised um, and targeted land as the, the, the part of the construction, the, the house building business to work in, is because, you know, Development really is all about land. So if you think about, you know, how land values are derived, clearly it's, you know, it's what you can get planning for, what you can build on a site, minus the cost of creating it and building it, which means to be really good at this stuff, you need to know how to value engineer stuff. You need to understand the best way to build things, etc. So, So, you know, land really is the key to the whole process. To be a really, really good land buyer, you literally need to understand every element of development um, in order to to, to set the deal up right from the beginning. So, uh, you know, my role um, as a a land buyer and a land director and then as as a land consultant after I left and, and, you know, didn't didn't work directly for the big boys anymore – um, was really to um, identify the deals, to negotiate and secure the deals, to come up with the scheme design that was going to maximise the land value, uh, and, th- and then to see the, the whole thing through the planning process because it's, it's, it's at the point, once you've got a site you know, you've, you, with planning permission, at that point is where you've really, hopefully, if you've done it all right, created the maximum value. Um, and it, and it, it was typically at that point where I sort of got out and then obviously handed over to the construction and delivery team that got the thing built and sold. Fantastic. So, so what was the, um, so you, you briefly touched on the, the resi, the office, the affordable, what was the end results then of this site and how long did it take from, from you identifying it with the agent all the way through to completed last one tenanted or sold? Yeah, well, in, in interesting question because, as I say, I, so I think I left Barrett's in 2002. I think I did this deal um, in about 2004. It was probably about 2006 by the time we got planning and started. Um, then, of course, 2008 hit, which means um, everything, you know, sort of stopped and went on the go slow because, yep. you know, 2008 to probably 2011 there wasn't really a market um so overall it probably took it probably took 10 years actually because there was a big blip of probably about four or five years in the middle when when not a lot happened wow it just it just does go uh, talking about those those larger deals you know that all the different complexities and all the little intricacies around them what um you're you're a very experienced developer what was your biggest lessons that that you took away from this this deal then 
Um, it's a good question, actually. And to be quite honest, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't remember because the thing is, you know, obviously, look, by that time, even in, I don't know, God, 2002, I'd been in development for 15, 20 years. So, you know, I'd obviously learned a lot already, which, you know, was what enabled me to, to sort of put together a deal like that that built, beat all the competition. But, you know, you, you, you're always learning every day even now of course of course because every deal every situation is different particularly on bigger deals you know um so what did i learn on that one do you know it, the, the the reason i can't answer is well one it was a little while ago now it was probably not not because i didn't learn anything probably because i learned so much um because you because you always do. Even if I mean, look, I'm I'm super super detailed, right? And I, and I I think you need to be in to be a good developer because it is a massively complex process, um, and there is there is you know there's a lot to know and there's a lot that can go wrong, and um, there really really is. I mean, that's the reason most developers ultimately go bust. There are you know, there are not that many developers that have been around long, 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 long term um, and, and, and have survived. You know, most, most developers eventually come unstuck and go, and go bust. And I'm not just making it up. You know, the statistics are all there for, to prove it. That's because it's high risk, high reward. So, you know, the, the more you know, the more you learn, the more detailed you are, the more you, you've got to be really good at thinking these things through, really. I mean, I, I often say that, development is like 10 dimensional chess because because <laughs> um, it is you know there are so many interrelated things and when one thing thing changes and it always does and it could be planning it could be the market it could be bill costs it could be tons and tons and tons of things you know you need to work out you know what you're going to do about it and to be really really good at development you need to think through all of those scenarios when you're at the beginning of the deal, um, you don't want to be discovering these things and having to deal with them um, and having not thought about them, you know, halfway through. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a, a fantastic answer to, to, to that question. Um, you have been an absolute delight to talk to. I know that I've picked up some absolute gold from you. Um, if people do want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to, to get hold of you? Um... Email info at Millbank M I double L B A N K uh, Land Academy. So that's our that's the the sort of training bit 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 of our company, and you'll get hold of someone there that um, can get you in touch with me if uh, you need to talk about anything, or if you're otherwise interested. Yeah. So um, info at Millbank double L Millbank Land Academy uk is the best way to get hold of us. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, fantastic. And what I'll do is I'll make sure there's a link to all of that below as well so people will be able to to see all of that and get get hold of you if they need to. All they'll need to do is click. So thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. No worries. And what, what I will add is, is just, just a reminder to people, although, although you know, I, I literally I use that example because it is you know, a good example of what development's all about and what we need to do in, each, in order to beat all of the competition. But in actual fact, you know, the, the best thing to do is to be avoiding the competition altogether. So, 
you know, I really want to make it clear that sensibly, I, I now and always have for myself and think other people really sensibly need to be focusing on off-market deals. So although I use a very, uh, yeah, I use the very much bang on the market one just to demonstrate that, that even with stuff that's really on the market, you know, yeah. you can still do those deals on good terms. But in order to do that, you've really got to know this stuff inside, inside out. Um, but the better thing to do is to focus on real off-market deals and then when you focus on real off-market deals and you know this stuff inside, inside out, that's, that's how you get really good deals on, on excellent margins. I think that's an absolutely fantastic point to, uh, to leave the podcast on as well and let people take that away. So again, Paul, thank you so much for, for coming on. All right, mate. No worries.